I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey friend, for years now, I've given you a ton of stories on remote workers and digital nomads on this podcast, but I've come to realize that many of you beginners are still unsure on how to take the first steps to creating a freedom lifestyle through online work. Maybe you've been too afraid to take the plunge or just don't feel confident enough to land that online job due to inexperience. Well, I'm excited to announce that I've created a new YouTube series called Trying Remote, where I try a new online job or gig every month month to give you a glimpse of what it takes to land a remote job. So if you need a little boost to try something new or just want to see what it takes to get started, you can go to theoffbeatlife.com slash trying remote. Again, you can go to theoffbeatlife.com slash trying remote to find our videos and to subscribe to our new series on YouTube. So please come and join me there so we can uncomfortably grow together. Hey everyone, thank you so much for being here for this extended interview with Ali where she's going to share with us how to budget your way into a nomadic lifestyle. Hi Ali, how are you? Hello, I'm great again. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. Before we get to your amazing tips and tricks, can you tell us about you and why you live an offbeat life? Um, sure. Um, like I said before, I always knew I wanted to do something different. I love traveling. It's something I've always wanted to do since I was little. So after I went to school, I graduated, I decided I wanted to do this full time. Um, so I had to figure out a way how to travel and make money at the same time. So after working around the world for a few years, when COVID hit, I transitioned fully online and now I'm able to travel when I want and I work online as an ESL teacher and as a business owner with my own online business as well. I love that. And of course, if you want to hear more about Ali's story, make sure to check it out at theoffbeatlife.com where we have her full interview and she shares with us more about her adventures. So Ali, today you're going to talk about how to budget your way into a digital nomad lifestyle because you were able to do it and you pretty much did it on your own. So can you take us through your process, because we do have this misconception that traveling the world is super expensive, especially if you are just starting out, it gets very overwhelming because there's a lot of information out there. Yeah, there's there's a lot that goes into planning and budgeting for a trip. Like you said, then a lot of people realize, but it's not as expensive as people make it out to be, especially if it's something you really want to do. If you really want to do it and traveling is what you want, if that's what's going to make you happy, then there's a lot of cutbacks and a lot of budgeting that you can do that you might not realize how big of an impact it will make in the long run. But you need to look at every tiny little aspect. And that is a lot in the beginning. It is very overwhelming. But the more you do it, it, it becomes almost a habit. And it's now a lot of times I don't even 
double check a lot of the things I do. I do it in a certain way because I know it's going to save me money in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And it's one of those things that you really, I know it, it can be annoying in the beginning, especially if you are not used to it, but also it could be fun because, you know, especially if you're planning out your travel and all of these things, that's the fun part. But then the other part, which is more the rational part, which is your budget and, you know, if you are working remotely, taxes and all of that stuff, how do you deal with all of this and how do you make sense with, with everything that you have to kind of deal with, Allie? It, it's a lot. It is stressful. Like you said, it takes a lot of research. It takes a lot of time. I was not always the same way that I am now. I was never a big budgeter. I always like to have designer purses and expensive clothes and I knew if I wanted to travel the way that I did, I, you couldn't do that. So I travel with one backpack. Um, everything that I need for two months or 10 months, I can fit in the same bag. I know what's important. Um, I know what I really need, what I really need to use. And then I'm also able to be very flexible. I think flexibility has a lot to do with it. It makes traveling easier. It makes things cheaper. And I have a lot of people that help me as well when it comes with taxes and different things like that. That's something I really, I personally don't have the time to mess with and I'm not good at it. Um, so that I do have someone help me with my taxes with that. But I did realize after starting my own business, that helps a lot with my taxes when it comes to being somebody that's not in the country all the time. Yeah. And and that's also with me because I hate anything that has anything to do with math. <laughs> oh, me too. I am not a numbers person at all. So I'm like, just find somebody that you can trust, who can do this well, who you can work with. And it's really one of the best investments that you can do because they're in the long run, they're going to be saving you way more money than if you did it yourself. Because with these tax taxes that you have to, uh, I don't, I don't know. It's a whole new language on its own. I don't even want to deal with it. <laughs> oh, exactly. And I have no desire to learn how to do with it. I'm willing to pay someone else to do that or at least teach it to me. Yeah, absolutely. And like with anything else, you know, figure out what your strengths are and whatever you don't want to do, just pay somebody to do it. It helps so much and it helps you save time and money and energy and stress because otherwise it's going to be too much and it's too overwhelming. But when you do plan all of these things out, are there like a must have and things that, you know, you have found that you thought you needed, but you don't really need when you are budgeting for, you know, travel or when you first started out as a remote worker and how you wanted to make this sustainable for you? Yeah, I found that was also due to trial and error. It took a while to really find out what was important and what I needed. I used to stay in hostels a lot. Um, that was a way to, for me to save money when I travel. But once I started working, sometimes hostels aren't the most ideal place to stay. But even private rooms um, or Airbnbs, you can find really, really cheap. You just have to look for them. And then when it comes to packing, it, I bring enough clothes for a week. I never really bring any toiletries. I buy everything when I get there. And I just go from there. If I need something on the way, I'll get it. But I'm really, really bad at not budgeting in emergency money. That's something I found out. Accidents do happen. I've had loads of things happen that were very either unfortunate or all of a sudden that 
I needed to spend some extra money on. So I would highly recommend, even if you don't think the emergency is going to happen, plan for it anyway. Yeah. And like you mentioned, you don't know what's going to happen. So it's better to be safe than sorry. And it could be like budgeting for if something gets stolen or if you get you need like any medical emergencies or um, maybe you just run out of money. (laughs) So there's a lot of things. Yeah, there's planning. Um, I have probably seven or eight different debit cards I carry with me. Um, I've been stuck places where the banks locked my card or something had expired that I didn't realize. So you always need to have a backup plan. I make copies of everything. I have a travel folder. I keep everything in just in case I would lose something or have something stolen. I always have a backup. And when you start packing and traveling around for as long as I have, the less is better because you have to carry all of that. And the less you have to pack around, you're going to realize the less you really need to survive every day. Yeah, absolutely. And also you can get those things in other countries. It's not like they don't have anything there. If anything, you're probably going to find different products that you didn't even know of, maybe products that you really love that they don't have and um, where you're from. So I think it's also fun when you find new things. Oh, yeah, it is. And nine times out of 10, it's it's cheaper anyway. The United States is expensive with everything, every aspect of anything. So I would I pack as least as possible. I bring enough stuff for a couple days and then I figure out what I need and I get it over there. Even when it comes to bus tickets, train tickets, reservations, most of the time I don't book most things in advance. I'll wait until I get there because usually there's some kind of trick to either get it cheaper or something else that's going to benefit me in the long run if I do it in person. Yeah. And that's like, usually people tell you to do it ahead of time. I mean, there's definitely pros and cons to that, but it really depends on where you are. And also when you talk to a local, most of the time, they'll have different tips for you that you wouldn't even have known that's not online, um, especially if it's local in that area that, you know, you just didn't know about. Oh, of course. And one thing, When I was planning for my very first trip to Europe, a lot of people had recommended a Eurail pass to train travel and it's, it's very easy. It's convenient. You can hop on and off where you want. And after doing the research and taking the trip myself, not buying that pass saved me probably close to $500 by taking buses instead. Oh, wow. It does take a little longer, but. I was able to save a lot of money, save money on accommodation. Uh, You meet a lot of interesting people on a bus. So it really just depends on your preferences. If you're willing to lose a little bit of comfort to save some money, you can do that a lot. Yeah. And and again, it really depends on the lifestyle that you want to have. If you can do a budget travel and that's what you want to do or a backpacking one, that's obviously what you plan for. If you're mid-level or high level, like they're all different. But again, always having a budget, whether you're a backpacker or a luxury traveler is always important because you just, you know, you never know. And even if you're a luxury uh, traveler, you still have a, a budget for most of us, at least. I know some people out there don't have, you know, they have like a excessive amount of income or money. So I wish we all had that. <laughs> oh, yeah. But 
a lot of people, I mean, if you want to travel full time, I mean, traveling, it can be cheap, but doing it full time, it does add up. So you really have to be realistic about it. But the way I look at it, there's a lot of things that I'm able to save money on when I travel rather than I'm at home. A lot of the times I'll spend more money at home rather than on the road because I watch my money more. I pay more attention to my budget because I don't have any kind of safety net when I'm out of the country. Yeah, that's true. So you're really more aware of of where it's it's coming. So yeah, I love that. Do you have any other tips for us, Ali, to help us budget so that we can make this lifestyle more sustainable? There's a lot of things that I do when I go to plan a trip. It really just depends where you're going. But if you can be flexible, that will save you the biggest amount of money in the long run. If you can be flexible and have an open mind. A lot of the times when I book flights, for example, I will never book a round trip flight. I will book all my flights in different sections with different airlines. And it may take longer or you may have a longer stopover somewhere, but that can save loads of money in the end. Um, especially if you're doing it all the time. And then just little tricks. If you can travel on a Thursday rather than a Sunday, you'll avoid a lot of traffic. You'll be able to save a lot of time. Usually things are discounted through the week and not the weekends. So figure out what you want to do and what are the main important aspects of your trip and go from there. I know for me, usually time isn't a concern. So If I'm going to spend a lot of time somewhere and having to sit in an airport maybe for five or six hours, I can get a lot of work done in five or six hours rather than spending an extra $200 on a direct flight somewhere. Love that. Yeah, these tips are so good because we don't really think about that, right? So if you have the time to do that and you want to make sure that you're getting the most out of, you know, your budget, that's definitely a way to do it. Thank you so much, Ali, for sharing all of this with us. If our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you? Um, yeah, so you can find me at my website, which is alishappydesk.com. That is on my virtual assistant and travel research services. The same name on Facebook. There's a Facebook page as well. And then my Instagram handle is Alventures. And that's where I share everything with traveling and things like that. Awesome. Thanks, Ali. Really appreciate you. You are very welcome. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Ali. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where she shares how she creates income as a virtual assistant and travel researcher. Hey friend, have you been wanting to start a podcast? I know it can be overwhelming in the beginning. Believe me, I have been there. Lucky for you, we have created a new site called howtocreateapodcast.com that shares a ton of freebies that can help you get started. From launching, growing to monetizing, we share it all in one place. Visit howtocreateapodcast.com for more information. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Live. I'll talk to you soon.